On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Visa expanding, HTA and NKBA, and laying out your work. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 326, Afterthought AV. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories from the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I am pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Giles Sutton. He is the VP of Member Success and other things at Cedia. How are you doing, Giles? I'm doing really well, Matt. It's great to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for being here. And then we have my good friend, Mitchell Tulin. He is the absolute producer at AV Nation, uh, filling in for Mr. Fragosa today. How you doing, Mitchell? Uh, I'm good. Swamped because uh, this whole this little thing called Integrated Systems Europe. Uh, have, have you oh, heard man, of it's it? It's coming up. It's coming back. I've heard of it. Yeah. I'm. Giles is going. I am going mm-hmm. to be... Sadly, missing it from from Canada, in our state of Canada. So, Mitchell will be there. Giles will be there. A bunch of us from Aviation. Uncle will be Richie there. will so, be there in our studio. Uncle Richie's going, yep. but he's so busy right now trying to make sure that his normal job is, uh, you know, still going to be here when he comes back. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of important. He will do a fantastic job. Uh, all right, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Visa, Visa, I can never get that right, um, is growing in adoption and uh, is that, that standard is moving forward. They, they had a big increase with work from home that has helped push their adoption as well as a bunch of other cool new products that are coming down the pipe, um, including, which I think is probably the, the biggest aspect, is it's working through the evaluation process of getting baked into some televisions which I think is actually the, the biggest part in, and what will really help um, Visa take a, a huge step forward. Giles, is the, is the TV aspect of this really that, that key to helping this jump forward? I think so. Well, this plus, um, I mean, it, it mentions obviously that the work from home phenomenon mm-hmm. as, that was the, uh, really came about from the pandemic has contributed. And actually our research shows that as well, the number of jobs that integrators um, completed um, and, you know, retrofit projects are on the rise. So this certainly um, supports that for sure. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, we've spoken, I think on a, on a previous episode about, you know, receivers and, uh, and you know the, the challenges around supply and receivers. Certainly, the the ability to have a direct connection to a TV so that you can get high performance um, surround sound, high performance audio is going to be pretty significant for this um, uh, for this technology that we don't know whether it's Wissa or Vista, but you know for this technology we'll call it <laughs> uh, as it as it pretty continues. Sure it's Visa, uh, but I, I never get it right. <laughs> I think it's yeah Wissa, but anyway. Perfect. What does Mitchell think it is? That's the key. Because we've got a Brit, yeah. a Canadian. What does the American think it is? I don't know. Lisa? It's not... The W is not okay. a V. Oh, so we've got a different one as well. So we've got... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three. Three. There's no Eliza or anything. That just makes me think of Eliza, but that's a different... Hmm. It's a different thing. Um, 
Mitchell, when, when you see this, the the thing that's always kind of made giving me pause with this tech is there's so much tech out there and you have the big players in wireless audio like like Sonos um, and and Denon who really have owned that market um, and then you've got a big push from some of the big manufacturers like Sony and Samsung who are pushing their own version of wireless audio is that going to be a, a massive hindrance to Visa moving forward? Uh, possibly. It's. I feel like this this thing. I'm almost trying to hesitate not to actually say the name because I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Visa is. It feels like it's it's hitting a certain niche, right? Um, right. In the same way that Sonos is trying to be the everyman. Um, they definitely want that high quality audio, which is a hard market to breach when people who have regular systems will look at wireless audio solutions and kind of stick their nose up and go, oh, that's no way. It's the same thing that they had when the streaming happened where they're like, there's no way mm-hmm. we can get the same quality out of this thing. Um, but I'm kind of glad that they're actually really getting more popular because... These kind of things, when you hear about a new standard, you go, oh, great. One more to the pile. Here's this great <laughs> new thing. And I'm really glad they're um, expanding a little more. Yeah, I, I think it's, and, and we did years ago, you could you could go back to the archives and, and look this up if you're interested. We did kind of like a, a special with two integrators and some of the people behind Visa um, who were using it extensively. And it, the biggest piece that they brought up was that you know it's just an it's another tool in the toolbox so if you have a client that either doesn't want sonos or can't get sonos or something like that you can always use this you can all you know there there are other things you can lead with this and have other products as your backup and i think that's especially in you know today's continual shortage of anything and everything having multiple things is is only going to help all right, let's change topics for a moment. This comes to us from Residential Systems. HTA and NKBA have entered into a strategic partnership. Um, that is the National Kitchen and Bath Association and the Home Technology Association, um, headed up by our friend uh, Josh Christensen, um, have come to an agreement. And what they're doing is HTA is going to provide NKBA members with access to their robust library of educational resources, articles, webinars, videos, etc., and hope to be be beneficial to educating and inspiring designers, architects, designers, and specifiers. I said designers twice because they're that important. Um, so it, it's it's really going to be a, a a big push there, Mitchell. When you when you see this, uh, this is nothing new. There are there are lots of strategic partnerships that are popping up with everybody and anybody right now. But specifically with this one between HTA and and KBA, does this have a broader reach than just um, a a connection and and a a resource for NKBA members to get access to some some HTA education? Is this going to broaden their uh, acceptance of like connecting with an HTA member? Is this going to broaden their acceptance of hopefully recognizing that, yes, 
we're going to put some technology in this place, uh, or more importantly, our customers are going to want technology in this place, and we need technologically advanced people like integrators to help put this together. I think you kind of answered your own question there. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> and I, in theory, it sounds great. You get these resources, you get your letters in front of your name, and you say, I'm a member of this thing. That gives you a little prestige. But in the hands of like a client, I think they're going to just look past it. I think they, they'll they see it and go, that's cool and all, but what's your bottom line? And mm -hmm. that will end up being the, the main driving factor. Um, so for a person joining is great because they get the resources, they get that uh, assurance in in the in the residential in the CI channel kind of area. You can go, okay, that's cool, and I can work with you. But out on a broader scale to the client, uh, not as quite, not quite as good. All right, Giles, I I, I love this from the the glass half full viewpoint of they're going to make a bunch of resources available. HTA does a great job at this. They are hitting a really good clientele um, and they are showing, and a lot of their members are some of the big players in our, in our, in our business. So they're going to have a lot of great content available. Um, not that NKBA doesn't have content available. They, they get some stuff from Cedia, from some of the buying groups. There's a lot of content available just in general. But does this partnership hopefully inspire the average member of NKBA to really recognize the importance of technology in their projects and subsequently recognize that, yeah, we really need to bring in a, a, a specific company to deal with this, opposed to just kicking it back and either saying to their, their clients, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, you don't need that big TV. Um, or worse, yeah, the electricians will help you out with that. I think it's um, part of an, an overall approach. I think I think it would certainly help. I, it, it you know if it's uh, you will you know book them and they will come. Wayne's mm -hmm. world, but it's kind of like you know I think it's you or, or you can lead a horse to water. I think it's it's a part of an overall approach. Like I you know mm -hmm. I built my integration firm when I was an integrator working with design designers and architects. And it's a huge amount of work that the integrator has to take on themselves. Like the, it's not just going to fall on an integrator's lap. But I think what is still just amazing in 2022 is when you see an NKBA, you know, stud, study or you know result that still shows that um, designers and architects still don't really know a lot about integrators and where to find integrators. So it's. Um, you know, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I think, alongside all the other programs, you know, that are that are happening within the industry, including, you know, CDA has our certified outreach instructor that puts mm -hmm. a lot into the integrator's hands to be able to then uh, est establish connections in their local market, along with sort of some of the buying group design and build outreach programs as well. I think it's just almost like a, a coordinated effort that the industry has to do uh, to try and drive awareness. But you know, to your original point. Um, Relationships go a long way, certainly, but there's always the risk. I, I, you know, I could, I, I would work very, very closely with a handful of architects and designers. It would only go so far, 
mm-hmm. know, that relationship when it's sort of, it, as you to your point, a client would come along and just say, you know, I just want the the the, the lowest price possible, and that yeah. and that relationship gets really tested, and it 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 you know doesn't guarantee work. There's so much more that sort of comes with it, right? It can create some opportunities, but you need to be set up to be able to work with designers and architects, have that yeah. built into your project process. You have to be able to have the right products. You can't just turn up and just expect, you know, all the products that you have are going to be, you know, going to resonate with that audience. You, you know, it's 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 just it's it's a overall sort of part of the the jigsaw. I'd say. To Giles' point, like I was trying to thinking about this, that it's um, AB is still. We're always talking about this, but AB is still kind of secret. It's hidden. People know what yeah. AV is, but they don't know what an integrator is. I was just, I just visited my grandma this weekend um, and she said, oh, you're still on the radio? And I go, no, no, I make, I make podcasts for, for AV. And it was like, none of those words connected of what's a podcast? What is AV? And, and I tried to explain it like, it's, it's the, this stuff that some of you have, you have some in your home. It's in <laughs> the AV is coming from inside the house already and and i think that that's one of those issues and it kind of ties into that uh story we might have in a second but of that integrators we just kind of i, I don't say i don't know how to say we, we need to get out there and i don't know why i say we in it because i'm not part of that but it needs to you know it's a space a lot of people are learning more about it because they are paying attention to the smart home stuff but it's it's just that i think if we get out there then then they'll see, oh, they have these HTA stuff behind them. They have Cedia backing them. I know what this means now, and I can do something about it. And it, and it informs me. There are also integrators, you know, that clearly choose a different path. You know, there is also the argument that, you know, that if you do choose super, you know, super high-end projects that have a, a bunch of consultants, designers, architects mm-hmm. working on them, they can often be the most complicated and lengthy and more drawn out. And, you know, as you know, Matt, like it, it, the more, yeah. like almost like the larger the project, the more people that are involved about, with it, the more complicated oh, yeah. they can be. So it's, it's, it's a, not necessarily the right path for an integrator. It's one path and it depends on the market mm-hmm. that you're in. You could be in a, in a, in a uh, home building market where there's a lot of development happening where there aren't designers or architects working on projects. So, you know, it's, there's also that to consider. It may not re- be the right business model for an, for a smaller integrator that has to manage cash flow because often these are lengthier projects. You oh, yeah. you have to yeah you have to manage all of that as well. Well, and I think that's one of the, if I can soapbox for a moment, I think that's one of the things that frustrates me immensely. Is you knew I was going to soapbox on this one, Mitchell. It is one of those things where this is continually touted as like the only way to go to market is to get connected with builders and, and, and architects and do high end. There are a lot of people that have made a ton of money and developed a fantastic business doing support and installs for a furniture company. Like a, like a, like a, like up here it would be like a Leon's or a, or a brick right? Like a furniture place that sells electronics and you, Mr. Integrator, are their go-to recommended, get it installed by. And that is the entry of the entry level. 
for, for most projects. And there are people that have fantastic businesses doing that. You just have to know where your approach is going to go. Just one thing I, I, I do want to jump back to just real quick before we move on. <clears throat> you had mentioned that there needs to be a coordinated approach, right? To as an industry to continue to reach out and, and get exposure and, and get everything um, so that more people in this community are aware of us. And I don't disagree with that. I am fully in favor of that. But you also talked about relationships. And I think we'd be remiss if we don't recognize that the way to build that approach is we can't rely on HTA, we can't rely on CDA, we can't rely on the buying groups. And I'm saying this as an integrator and a member of some of these groups. It, it, it's got to come down to that personal relationship that you as an integrator make with your local designers and builders. Because if you do that, then will not your partners that you work with, when they go and are at their industry events, their NKBA event, their building event, that they're going to maybe win an award or, or whatever and be like, yeah, part of this is because we work with this awesome AV firm. I think you're right. It, it does come down to relationships, particularly with these types of professions. I think with, with architects, they're not commercially minded. You mm. know, they spend years honing their craft, going, you know, um, it's, it's an extremely um, long path to become an architect and they are intellectuals, you know, they're, they're not just sort of design professionals. They, um, so they're not that, you know, that, that working with an architect requires a completely different um, approach to, you know, selling to in the, in the commercial world, for example, or, or to, yeah. um, or to, or to even an, uh, an end client or a high net worth individual um, architects, you need to talk to them on a sort of more technical level. Um, so yes, it does come down to those, those relationships, very nuanced and yeah, it's, it's, you you almost you know need if, if within it almost has to be the business owner I've I've noticed as well a lot of the time you know oh, having yeah. you know a, a, they they want to it's 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 business owner to business owner or mm -hmm. very senior salesperson you know within a larger organization um, I mean the other thing is you know I've I noticed as well is that with with architects they are um, now know how to vet for vet integrators a lot better than they have done previously as well yeah. that was happening in the uk um so um you know architects would often bring several integrators to a table to bid on a on a uh, residential project and that's quite new for this industry right because that's big in yeah. pro pro av was the bidding mm -hmm. process oh, yeah. right yeah. um but yeah. actually something that is, is really increasing so um again that relationship will only go so far until it becomes, yeah. you know, a, a, a process and, you know. Yeah, did you catch that, Mitchell? It's a process. <laughs> All right, let's 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 hit most likely our, <laughs> as he rolls his eyes, the uh, last story. The day this comes to us from CE Pro introducing the layout phase in construction. If you have not heard of this, uh, it's it's a bit of a twist on what electricians would traditionally refer to as their box out phase where they're going through and throwing boxes and receptacles and light fixtures uh, mounted and they're throwing those boxes in before they pull any wire. 
And then typically what happens is the, the, the homeowner and the builder or the architect designer, whoever's involved in that uh, walkthrough is going to do a quick walkthrough and be like, yeah, I like where that switch is. I need another receptacle over here because I want to put my desk there. I need a couple on the floor here for, for my table lamps, et cetera. Um, what this article is talking about is essentially getting in on that face and call it a layout face and get uh, you know some some keypad locations, get your touch panel locations, get your speaker trim rings in long before you pull anything so that A, uh, with, with speakers, they can align with something hopefully other than a, a, a non-straight line that we've seen way too often. Um, but it really gives you that opportunity to take what is usually quite conceptual at your, your bidding phase or at your design phase and give a give a an end user a real understanding of what that's going to look like. Giles, when you see this, when you follow this, is this something? To to me, this just oozes professionalism, right? When you're going to walk through, it's not a, and we've all seen this from dare I say some of the electricians, where you walk into a room and they're like, yeah, we're going to throw six lights in the ceiling up here somewhere. And you do the, yeah, but where? Well, you know, it'll just, it'll be up there. It'll be even, it'll be great. You'll love it. It'll be huge. Um, does this add to the professionalism as I just made that joke? Does it add to the professionalism of the industry? Is this one of those things that we've we've missed? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I almost think what what's, what's taken it so long because uh, as much as, you know, to, because really let's, you know, one of the, big secrets of the you know design and construction industry is that a lot of decisions do end up being made on site when you've spent hours and hours and hours and hours with an architect in their office pinpointing with you know a high degree of accuracy about where every single thing is going to go you know there are that matter. <laughs> they, 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 it's still the point that actually visual visual people you know when you're walking around mm -hmm. a, a construction site um it's only then when you actually realize hey that doesn't that's a little bit close to the fireplace or that's, you know, that doesn't, you know, oh, the door's opening that way, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, some, some, you know, and actually this absolutely, I think it, um, it definitely increases the, um, the level of professionalism that all of these things are being thought out, not just thrown up, that everything is being aligned and it gives the, you know, the, the homeowner or whoever the um, end client is and the design professional time to consider everything before you know before the final finishes are put into the room mitchell does this give the opportunity because i know when when i've worked in house of worship and when we're doing house of worship especially when we're doing anything that's stage related if we are lighting a stage or doing something like that you can have your design you can show a render you can go through everything until you put some haze in that room and you throw lights on and yes, sometimes we do use haze in, in churches. Um, you you never really understand what that looks like and, and what that feeling is going to be. If you're walking through a home and somebody's got a budget and they're like, you know what, I, I only want to spend X amount, so only give me four keypads or, or four touch screens. I want them in these rooms. But then when you put you know a representation up on the wall and you walk through that that studded environment and you go, now I'm gonna I'm gonna come through this door all the time and want to turn that on, and there's no way to turn that on. Does this not 
make it easier to get a sign-off, and arguably likely make it easier to increase the scope of your project from the get-go. I was kind of in the same boat as Giles when I read the story that I was like, "How is this not already a thing? <laughs> I've heard so many stories just on this very, before we were talking in the call, of mm-hmm. uh, the house is built and then the integrators come in. They come in and they go, okay, here's where it is. Then they cut into the wall and do their thing. And sometimes they cut into the wall in a spot where you go, oh, this is where you wanted it but it wasn't part of the plan. I think this is fantastic because it just adds to it. It, 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 it uh, makes the integrator a part of the, of the program again. And that's, mm-hmm. that's adding that professionalism and it's kind of adding that awareness where um, AV isn't just an afterthought. It isn't, Oh, I want the things yeah. I should, you know, it's we're finally in little Maslow's hierarchy where we get to go shelter AV. And that's a good, I, I think that's a good way to to start and sort of get our way in there. And especially as things like, I, I think they were arguing in the article about low, um, with low electricity because they have regulations about that thing where you need yeah. as a certain voltage. I'm very smart, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> SMRT. And that means that integrators have a chance to get in there a little farther and have have their say in it. And and then we get our foot in the door and people go, oh yeah, AV's kind of cool. And maybe the project, I, you know, it actually helps the, pro- the actual system come to life a little bit earlier as well. Because from yeah. my experience, oh, yeah. you know, you'll see a cable hanging out of a little circle, you know, a little just means nothing. But actually if you're starting to, or even, I mean, it means even less if it's coiled up behind some, you know, plasterboard. Yeah. But actually, when you start to lay everything out, it's only then that you actually can see where everything is placed. And, you know, there could also be a potential upsell opportunity with this kind of situation. Because, you know, if you've got, I could see lighting keypads becoming touchscreens and, you know, people wanting to consolidate things. Because, wait a minute, okay, we've still got a a touchscreen and a lighting keypad here. And we've still got, you know, we're going to have something to operate the HVAC why don't we integrate it all or something I, I don't know there could be there could be a positive from that perspective as well it, it definitely I think it lends to a more effective walkthrough for for sure but even to 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 kind of bookend this for for a second and then we'll, we'll wrap up I know as dumb as it sounds we at at one of the expos um, I can't remember the name of the company but they make the posters that are scaled to the TV sizes they come in a tube and I saw them at the show and I'm like, ah, this is dumb. Who needs this? And then I was talking to a friend. He's like, no, 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 you need to buy that. I'm like, okay. He's never steered me wrong before. Went out and got it. And I'm not telling you who it is because he listens to the show and his head will get huge. And we can't deal with that, Georgia. Um, So I went and I bought it. That tube of rolled up paper has helped us sell more big TVs. We have been able to scale up TVs more often than when I don't bring it because people have this idea in their head that they know what a touch panel on a wall looks like or that they know what a 75 inch or a 90 inch TV actually looks like. But when you can actually put it up on the wall and be like, this is like you you wanted a 70, but this is what an 80 would actually look like. It's not that much bigger. They look at it and they go, 
Yeah, it's not. No, that that room is huge. It'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, it will. As long as it goes in that direction and not the the, the only yeah. potential backfire <laughs> is you know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Those eight-inch... Uh, that looks a bit big in that scene. Huge. Can we drop it down to a six? You guys are talking about having four keypads, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, one is enough. <laughs> Clearly, I'm outclassed. <laughs> but but it is that... It, and again, I think a lot of that comes down to knowing your design, right? And knowing your space. Because if you know that an 80 is too big for that room, don't show the 80. Show the 70, right? And then if they look at it and they're like, can we go bigger? You go, yes, you can. Let me show you. It, it's all about, you know, again, having some knowledge. All right, let's 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 wrap it there. Um, we won't hit the other depressing article that we don't need to talk about. It's fine. Uh, but stay tuned next week because maybe we will. Uh, Mitchell, if people want to connect with you, um, connect with all of our shows, follow our coverage at ISC, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to avnation.tv. Um, in fact, for the ISE stuff, which we are going to Barcelona in just a week, uh, and going back to ISE since 2020, it's crazy to think that that's how long it's been since, but, uh, you can go to avnation.tv slash ISE 2022 and see all of our previews as we're on the road to it. Um, Tim's talking to people and then we will be there and having a blast. Everyone else will be having a blast. I will be in a closet editing <laughs> hours of footage. Giles, my friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia, where can they do that? Uh, learning more about Cedia, cedia.net, our website, or email uh, member at cedia.org. Or if you want to reach out to me, find me on LinkedIn, Giles Sutton. And yeah, I'll be at ISC. Very excited about it next week. A little bird tells me registrations are pretty strong. Um, post-pandemic so i'm looking forward to a very um a, a good show you know um and i'll see you there mitch I, i'm sure it's gonna be great I, I will miss being there so i'll live vicariously through you guys all right thank you again for joining us if you'd like to connect with me you can find me on twitter at matt D. scott and pretty much every other social platform but more importantly please stop by aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.